Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Hello there, and welcome to a very special Squiz Kids Q&A, part of our ongoing series of interviews with people in the news, where you, the kids of Australia, get to ask the questions. I'm Bryce Corbett. Today, we're delighted to welcome to the Squiz Kids hot seat one of Australia's most successful authors, Andy Griffiths. There's nothing this man doesn't know about treehouses. Having written a best-selling series of books with his illustrator buddy Terry Denton about a magical treehouse where anything can happen and which just keeps growing such that not even the sky seems to be the limit. We're obviously delighted to be able to tempt Andy away from his writing desk and down out of the treehouse, currently 130 stories high and counting, to answer questions that you lot have sent in. Andy Griffiths, welcome to Squiz Kids. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Now, can I just say before we begin, we've done Q&As like this one before, but never have we had so many kids write to us wanting to ask a question. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> it's definitely a good thing from where we're sitting, but I hope you've got your listening ears and your answering pants on. I sure have, yes. Shall we jump straight in? Yep, let's go. First question comes to us from Grace in Ballarat. Hi Andy, my name is Grace. I'm 12 years old from Ballarat. My question is, what is the naughtiest thing that you did at school? Uh, let me see. I was actually a pretty good student overall. Um, I had a friend called Danny. He was naughty. He was always getting into trouble. But one thing, uh, I think he probably was the reason I got into trouble, we used to go and catch lizards uh, on the ovals at school. And at one point, I think there was some building going on and, and half the oval had been forbidden to go there. And yet me and Danny went on a lizard catching expedition and um, got into a lot of trouble over that. And did you catch any lizards? We did. We did. There was a lot of lizards in the area where it, the school where I went to. And unfortunately, I used to keep them in, a, in an aquarium without water. Uh, in my bedroom and one day they all got out so uh, <laughs> I had a lot of lizards in my bedroom for a little while they were only little ones your mother must have been very impressed uh, I don't think she actually knew about that please <laughs> I hope she's not listening to Squeeze Kids Mrs Griffiths if you're out there look under the bed it's a colony of reptiles <laughs> The next question is from Piper, who lives in Coochie Mudlow Island in Queensland. Hi Andy, my name is Piper from Coochie Mudlow Island and I'm 11 years old. My question for you is how do you relate to kids so well as a 58 year old? Ah, good question. How do you relate to kids so well as a 58 year old? Well, I actually was a kid about uh, 46 years ago. I can remember vividly growing up. I remember the books I loved. I remember the, the movies I loved. I remember playing games and the jokes that we would have. And that never really left me. It's like the window was never closed between childhood and adulthood. And I don't believe it has to be for anyone. And particularly when I get together with Terry and my wife, Jill, we, we like bring it out of each other. We become like kids again in the back of the classroom, messing around with ideas that we shouldn't be doing. We should be getting out doing our proper work, but we're just making each other laugh with drawings and ideas and jokes. 
Sounds wonderful as creative processes go. Now we have a question here from Maxi in Willoughby in Sydney. And we got a lot of kids asking a variation of this same question. Hi Andy, my name is Maxi. I am 10 years old and I am from Willoughby, New South Wales. I have two questions. Firstly, what is your favourite Treehouse book of all time? And secondly, what is your favourite book of all time? My favourite Treehouse book, it changes depending on where I am with the writing of each book. Usually it's the most recent book. So at the moment it's the 130 story Treehouse because it's an intergalactic adventure where we get sucked up by aliens, the tree and all of us and, and go to other planets. I always loved that kind of sci-fi plot. But a couple of the other books I really love as well. 65 Story, I love the time travel idea that runs through that um, book. And I also love, I think it's 104. There is so much time wasting going on in that book. I can't believe we got away with it. But yeah, I, I love when the characters are doing a lot of action and achieving almost nothing. My favourite book that I haven't written and that I love to come back to over and over again, though, is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll and the sequel Through the Looking Glass. So much fun, so much philosophical nonsense, so much weirdness. Uh, I'm always trying to capture that, that feeling in, in my own books. Let's go to Canberra now, our nation's capital, where Cordelia has a question. Hi, Andy. My name is Cordelia. I am 10 years old and I am from Canberra. My question is, how tall would the treehouse need to get before you think it is too big? <laughs> oh, well, I think it's way too big already, of course, but it is an imaginary treehouse, so it can theoretically be any size that we want. But there's a little secret logic in it all, which is when we began writing and I said to Terry, can you draw a really crazy treehouse, you know, bowling alleys and shark tanks and all this stuff that shouldn't be in a treehouse. He drew a 13 storey treehouse, which looked really cool. And I counted them up and said, oh, look at that, 13. Let's call the book the 13 storey treehouse. And when we went to do it again, I said, let's do another 13 stories and then that will give us a whole new book. And then the, when we came to do the third book, let's do another 13. So each book has gone by 13. So I think the logical place to stop would be at the 13th book, which would be 169 levels. All right. Gosh, we better not keep you from the writing desk. <laughs> Next question then is from Millie in Launceston in Tasmania. Hi, Andy. My name is Millie and I'm nine years old from Launceston. My question is, how many people tried to put down your idea of wanting to be an author? Nobody tried to put down my idea of being an author, but it was a difficult process to get my ideas accepted by publishers because I'd always written kind of left of centre, absurd, seemingly pointless stories that were purely designed for the fun of laughter. And not a lot of publishers at the time, uh, this is in the mid-90s, re had really seen this sort of thing before. Um, but what I was doing all the way along was making my own books and photocopying them and stapling them, cutting them and selling them to friends and family and sometimes at markets around Melbourne. So I was, I was really publishing my own books and finding that people really liked them and responded to them. 
So um, eventually I was able to convince a publisher to take a chance. Terry was a big help in that and the book took off very quickly but that was after 10 years of practicing and developing my writing and ideas. The importance of persistence, huh? Yes, totally. Here's a good follow-up question from Leah in East Gosford, New South Wales. Hi Andy, my name is Leah Ronsley. I am nine and I am from Gosford East Public School. My question is, if you could go back in time to when you were a child or a teen to become a better writer, what would you do? Well, writing's a lot like anything else that you you would want to do. Um, Say, take a sport. If you were wanting to be better at football or netball, you would practice, you'd play with your friends as much as you could, you'd go to training and on the weekends you'd play a game or two. Um, writing's the same. The more you practice, the better you will get at instantly translating your thoughts into words and then discovering even more things to write about through that process. So I get a little book, uh, like I would recommend a cheap exercise book And just try to set yourself a time to write each day, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, anything that happens in your day, something funny that happened at school, uh, a dream that you had, something odd that your mother or father did, or you're angry with your brother or sister, write it all down. Get that sort of practice. And the other thing I would spend a lot of time doing is reading, reading as many books as you possibly can, because books will teach you how to how to write, Um, copy the books out, copy chapters out into your writing book. I did all this and then look to publish your work either on the Internet or at school, create a little newsletter for the school or your classroom. So just, yeah, write a lot and read a lot. Excellent advice. Moving on to the next question, and it comes from Sam in Sydney. Hi, Andy. My name is Sam, and I am nine years old. My question is, if Terry wrote the book and you illustrated it, would anyone buy it? Would it be terrible? Great question from Sam there. If Terry wrote a book and you illustrated it, would anyone buy it, or would it be terrible? Nobody would buy that book, and yes, it would be terrible. I mean, we've seen what happened when Terry tried to write and draw his own book, The Dumb Dot Story, and it was all (laughs) just dots just reproducing out of control. But look, even that was pretty good compared to if I was the illustrator, because I really seriously cannot draw. So I think it would be a um, very bad idea. I'd definitely read it, just for amusement, if nothing else. (laughs) Now, here's a topical question from Jimmy in Bondi. Hi, Andy. My name is Jimmy. I'm nine years old and I'm from Bondi. My question is, if your treehouse was in Victoria and you were in stage four lockdown for four weeks and you couldn't switch from level to level, which level would you choose to stay in? Well, that's a very good question. Um, Obviously, Andy Land is very close to my heart. That's where all the Andy clones live. So that that would be one. But you, you'd probably get bored being worshipped by yourself after a while. Uh, in the 130-storey treehouse, we have a time-wasting level where there are the ultimate ways to waste time. You can just sharpen a pencil until it becomes, you know, no pencil. You can poke each other with sticks. Uh, we've, we've got it all. And uh, so that would be a good place because you'd waste the time as fast as it 
built up. Um, but in the new book, we also have a bookshop. In fact, it's called The Best Bookshop in a Treehouse, in a Tree, in a Forest, in a Book, in the Whole World. <laughs> and it's full of books. And that really is how I spend a lot of time, just lost in books going here and there and having imaginary adventures and, and imagining what it's like to be people that I will never be and will never meet. So um, I reckon it would definitely be the bookshop level. Wonderful. A question now from Lockie, who is actually in lockdown in Melbourne. Hi, Andy. My name is Lachlan James. I am seven years old from Hodderberg Primary. I live in Melbourne and I'm getting very sick of homeschooling. I don't like the subject writing each day. How do you get your ideas for writing and how do you... Do it every day. Well, to me, writing is freedom. Freedom away from lockdown, from wherever you are. You can, you can write something that doesn't exist and you can go anywhere you want. That boredom of lockdown or seeming boredom, there is ideas there. You could start with that. You know, me, I was in lockdown. I was really bored. So I uh, picked up the cat and um, took its head off. And my mother came into the room and said, what are you doing with the cat? Why have you taken the cat's head off? Because I, <laughs> I was bored. And so I'll take your head off if you're not careful. And off you go. So to me, writing is ultimate freedom. But for you, I would find the books that you like or the, the TV shows you like and write your own kind of version of it. Um, you, there's really no limit to what you can do or how you do it. There you go, Lockie. And we're expecting now to see a uh, copy of uh, The Cat Without a Head by Lockie from Melbourne sometime in the near oh, future. Oh, I'd love to read that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Andy, sadly, that is all we have time for today. We were going to ask you 130 questions, one for every story of the treehouse, and we certainly had enough from the listeners to do that, but you've already been more than generous with your time, and I'm sure you're itching to get back to the writing desk. No, I, I, I'm happy to be away from the writing desk at the moment. On the time-wasting level. That's right, yeah. But there's a lot of ideas in time-wasting. Absolutely. Now, before you go, as promised, we have a prize for the best question asked of Andy today. And the prize is a special box set of Treehouse books for the winner to put in his or her school library. And the winner is... Sam in Sydney with his question, if Terry wrote a book and Andy illustrated it, would anyone buy it or would it be terrible? Well done, Sam. We'll be in touch and get that prize out to you. And can I just say, the competition was really tough. A huge thank you to all of you Squiz Kids who sent in questions. We had so many excellent questions from all corners of the country. We would love to have used every one of them, but we just ran out of time. Thanks, Andy, for taking the time to chat to us today. Thank you so much for chatting to me and to all your listeners for all of their questions and interest. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And remember, folks, the Squiz Kids podcast, a daily fix of kid-appropriate news, is out at 7am every morning via the Squiz Kids website, www.squizkids.com.au or wherever you find your podcasts. This is Bryce Corbett signing off. And Andy, would you please do the honours? Now get out there and have an excellent day. Over and out.
Quiz Kids is proudly supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun. Free. Fresh.